This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good and he is worthy to be praised, family. Tonight, as I mentioned, we are having an open discussion. Anything that's on your mind, if you want to talk about it, throw it out there. I want y'all to get me in trouble tonight. Just get me in trouble. Throw it out there. Anything that's on your mind, let's talk about it. But in the meantime, between time, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the title of tonight's Solid Talk, which says Adam's Apple. It says Adam's Apple. So what is an Adam's Apple? Most of us know what it is. An Adam's Apple is something that is in the human's body, right? It's in the throat, okay? Uh, Typically of a male, men have Adam's Apple. So what it is... Basically, both males and females have cartilage that's kind of in this throat area. Okay, but once the male goes through puberty, what happens is this particular part of his throat okay, develops what we know as an Adam's apple, you know, and then the, the, the male's voice begins to change. You know, he's a teenager. His voice starts cracking and changing. And now he's developing his Adam's apple. Uh, women typically don't develop this. There are some women that have Adam's apple, but typically the Adam's apple is reserved for men, right? Um, it's reserved for men. And so I began to meditate on this. My cousin Tony was sending me something about the uh, the book of Genesis, right? And we're going to get into that just a little bit. We ain't going to teach tonight, but just a little bit. And I started thinking about the, the term that we have, which says Adam's apple. Okay, Adam's apple. And I started thinking about that. I said, you know what? I said, uh, it really wasn't Adam's apple. (laughs) It really wasn't Adam's apple. Okay, the serpent is the one who had the apple. The serpent gives the apple to the woman. Okay, the woman eats of the apple. Then the woman takes that apple and then she gives it to Adam. All right. She she gives it to Adam. Okay. But see, the thing about it is when you look at uh, most women, they don't have an Adam's apple. <laughs> and uh, serpents, as far as I know, I could be wrong, but the snakes, whatever, they don't have an Adam's apple. Okay. So the only person that seems to be stuck with the apple that seems to be even on a, a physical a physiological standpoint is Adam. He's the one, the man is the one that's stuck with the Adam's apple. And you say, well, why is that? Well, it's the man who was the one that was given the instruction. The man is the one who God told him, don't eat of this tree. Now, I believe that that message was conveyed to Eve as well, right? I believe that it was definitely conveyed to her. But when the whole situation went down, God wasn't looking for the serpent. God wasn't looking for um, Eve. God said, Adam, where art thou? Adam, I want to know where you are. Okay. You're the one that I put in charge. I gave you dominion over the animals. A serpent is an animal. Last time I checked, I gave you leadership, dominion over your wife. 
So, Adam, I need to know where you are. You're the one who I gave dominion over the earth. So you're the one that it, when things begin to go wire, I'm looking at you trying to figure out, OK, what's the deal? Right. What's the deal? Adam, where are you? And so I'm just thinking about this idea of um, how Adam responded to God. How did Adam respond to God? Well, we can look at it right here in the word of God. Right. Um, I'm a Genesis chapter three. I'm just going to read it straight out the word for you guys. OK. I'm going to start at Genesis chapter three, verse nine. It says, and the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded you? that you should not eat so god asked two questions and this was in a video that my cousin tony sent to me a guy kind of uh, pointed this out he said god asked two questions the first question is adam where are you okay and then the, another question he has more than two actually but in, the second question he asked was who told you that you were naked okay and then he asked his question god asked this to adam have you eaten of the tree where I told you that you shouldn't eat of it. So how does Adam respond to this? The very first thing he says, verse 12, and the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Okay. God asked him those questions. Who told you that you were naked? Okay, have you eaten of the tree? The first thing out of Adam's mouth is the woman that you gave me. The problem with that is that we have an Adam's apple. Okay, it's not the woman's apple. It's not the serpent's apple. Okay, God said, I gave you the commandment. I gave you the instruction, right? You ate the apple. You partook of the apple. So now it has become Adam's apple. And there was something in Adam and even also the same thing in Eve, right? Where, where he points he points God to the woman now and then the woman blames it on the serpent. She's, uh, verse 13, and the Lord God said unto the woman, what is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. So nobody wants to take accountability. Everybody is passing the blame. And I just started thinking about how as as, as human men, right, <laughs> we got to all live with this thing called an Adam's apple. But I started thinking about it spiritually, just the idea of um, whether you like it or not, you're going to carry this around. See, Adam would have loved to have pawned this off as Eve's apple. He would have loved to have pawned it off as the serpent's apple. But God said physically, he said, I'm going to make it so that you're stuck with it. It's yours. You have to own it. And so tonight I'm asking the question, family, that you see scrolling across the bottom of your screen. Why do some people struggle with accountability? I'm going to open up the lines real early because, look, I, <laughs> I done already made my point. But why do some people struggle with accountability? Typically, it's something that many of us as humans struggle with at some point or another. I mean, we do something that we're not proud of. We do something we're ashamed of. We do something that we know that we shouldn't have done, right? And 
as a result, we have to take ownership of it, right? And I greet everybody that's joining in. This is an open discussion. I know I'm all here and I'm doing my thing, but any other topics that you want to talk about tonight, go for it, go for it. But I'm asking this question, okay? Why do we struggle with accountability, right? It's interesting that uh, one of the things that's required for us to be saved is that we have to confess. Um, we have to confess our sins, right? We have to admit that we are a sinner and we have to believe that Jesus died on the, on the cross. And then we have to repent, which means that we have to change our minds to say, I'm no longer going to live for myself and the flesh in this world. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do the things that God wants me to do. I'm going to, at least I'm going to try my hardest, right? Um, I'm making a decision that I'm going to uh, turn from my wicked ways. I'm going to turn from the way that I'm used to doing things. And I'm going to go in the direction that God wants me to go. I'm going to turn away from my sin. I'm going to turn away from it. Okay. And then I'm going to try to live for God. That's what repentance is. It's simply making a decision to live for God. But one of the things that comes with that repentance is just this idea that we have to confess. Okay, we have to confess. There's something about confession that God likes, and it's something about confession that the devil doesn't like. Okay, because what confession does is it actually means that you're taking ownership of something. It means that you are admitting, okay, that you were wrong. And some of the main things that block confession, obviously pride, uh, fear. Okay. Uh, what else could block? Somebody answered to me, what else could block confession? I think pride and fear are the two main ones. Pride is, I just don't want to admit that I've done something wrong. It's the ego Okay, it's the um, the hubris of man. It's just the fact of, of having to uh, eat what they like to call humble pie. Nobody wants to eat humble pie. It doesn't taste good, but it's good for you. <laughs> See, nobody wants to eat humble pie, but it's good for you. So that's one thing, pride. But I think the other thing is fear. It's fear. Adam had a fear of God which is why he ran and hid himself with fig leaves. He knew once he felt whatever happened in him, he felt that death spiritually. He felt it and he realized that he was naked. He became self-conscious. He became self-aware. And he said, oh man, I'm naked. And they went and they covered themselves with fig leaves. And I believe that Adam covered himself, A, because it was like he, he knew I'm naked, right? Like I'm naked. But I believe that he ran because he was running from God. See, it's good to have a fear of the Lord, but there's almost two types of fears of the Lord that you can have. There's like this uh, healthy fear of God, which is the beginning of all wisdom. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. OK, there's a reverence for God, which is a healthy fear. But then there's an unhealthy fear of God that we can have where we are so ashamed of what we've done or we're so concerned about what God could possibly do to us that instead of running to God to get it fixed, we just run from God. 
And I, I think I told this maybe like a week or two ago, I was listening on the radio and uh, one of the stations I was listening to, there was a, a preacher on there. He was talking about how he goes to Israel every year. And when he goes there, he likes to show the tour people that he's with, the church or whoever he's taking. He likes to show them fig leaves. And based on what he said, a fig leaf is very um, uh, rough. It's like sandpaper. So imagine Adam and Eve covering themselves with something that is uncomfortable, right? This is it's not comfortable for me to carry this sin. It's not comfortable for me to walk around with this thing all my life. But it's, it's from from this perverted perspective, it's more comfortable for me to do that than to just go to God and have it taken care of. And I think if we see God in that way where what I've done is just so bad that I can't even go to him, then we're not understanding who God is and what he represents. God is love. He is love. Um, you know, I did. I was um, featured on a, a podcast. It'll be out in a few months. Uh, Nicole and Sister Nicole, who you guys might be familiar with, and Sister Kiki, they're doing a the thing. <clears throat> and we did something on love languages. And I don't want to do too much of a spoiler, but one of the questions that Kiki uh, put out there, she said, you know, what do you think is God's love language? And I, I, I thought about that and and they started talking about it and, and, and we were just putting our ideas and our heads together. And, and uh, I think one of them is like acts of service. So I started thinking about when Jesus, right before he was to be crucified, he gave the disciples the model of washing each other's feet. Okay. Serve. He said, I came not to you. He said, the son of man comes not to be ministered to, but to minister. Jesus came here specifically to minister. Okay. And then I think another one of those love languages was uh, gifts, excuse me, gifts. Um, and then I started thinking about the scripture said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. All right. He gave his only begotten son. Let me look up these other love languages because I, <laughs> y'all know that ain't my forte. Um, but I know one of them is like physical touch. And even though we can't, uh, in the, we, and even though it's very highly unlikely that we'll, that we can physically touch God, right? Um, we can get into the presence of God. He said, in my presence is fullness of joy and my right hand are pleasures forevermore. Okay, so so there's a way to feel the presence of God. Jesus said, I must have ate something tonight. <clears throat> that or the devil don't like this message. Jesus said, my father and I desire to make our abode in you meaning that we want to come and live in you, okay? And that's how we have the touch of God. Another one I see here is words of affirmation. So much encouragement in the word of God. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, we are the apple of God's eye. He knows every hair that's on our heads. He'll never leave nor forsake us. He knows the plans that he has for us, right? Uh, we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's the gift of God. So there's so many things that God says in his word. 
he deals in words. He created everything that we know from words. He is the word. So that's words of affirmation. And then I, I'm looking here. Another one or the last one rather is quality time, quality time. And we don't even have to get into that. <laughs> you know, God loves quality time. He loves quality time. Um, but I'm thinking about that now. And I'm just thinking about, do we really understand who God is? You know, I think it might have been Brother Jay came on here a couple of weeks ago. He said, it's a shame that some, he said, he believes that some people think what they have done is so bad that God won't accept them. If we really know who God is, God knows all. Even you don't even have to be saved to know the whole idea of like, okay, the concept of God knowing everything. So if God knows everything, obviously he knows what you've done. <laughs> he knows what you've done. So what's the big deal of having that conversation? Okay. Uh, I would be very concerned if I went to the doctor and I had something going on in my body and they said, man, we have never seen this before. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, so you're saying I'm the first one? And like, yeah, you, God forbid, you got the fungus growing on your fingers and, and it's, it's all growing up your arm like venom. I would be freaking out. Okay. But the Lord is the high physician. He's the, he can, he can, he knows all, he sees all. There's nothing new under the sun. So the thing that you're, that you think is just so vile and, and just the worst of the worst. Yeah, sure, it might be bad. It probably is horrible because all sin is horrible. But to God, your sin is not bigger than him. Okay? There's no sin that, that we have done or can do that's bigger than our God. So keeping that, to, in, that into consideration, okay, do we have to continuously hold on to things when we can just take accountability because the amazing thing about God is when you take the accountability, he doesn't remember it anymore after that. <laughs> See, it's one thing if, if, if you wrong another human. Okay, if somebody wronged me, we got this phrase we like to say, it's a forgive, but don't forget. Okay, God actually forgives and forgets. You know what I mean? He actually forgives and forgets. Let me see if I can find that scripture. But there's definitely a scripture that talks about God forgetting uh, our sins. Probably a few of them, but let's see if we can find one. Okay. Uh, there's a few here. I'm in the article now. Isaiah 43 and 5. Excuse me. Isaiah 43 and 25. I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. God says he won't remember them. He says he won't remember them. Now, in this article, I'm on gotquestions.com. I like this website. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1 through 39. We're not going to read the whole thing, but it says for, uh, it's basically talking about how Back in the day, they had to make continual sacrifices for sins with animals and stuff like that. But now, 
Okay, now because we have Jesus Christ, who was the perfect lamb who was slain, he was a perfect sacrifice. He was a propitiation, meaning that he satisfied God. It pleased the father to bruise him. Okay, Hebrews 10 and 14. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. OK, so he gets into the covenant. OK, that's 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 a Bible study. But the point I'm trying to make is this. God forgives and he forgets. So if 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 he, if he is willing to not remember our sin anymore, who are we to still remember our sin? Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. I saw something on the internet one time that I know if I wasn't saved, I would have just scoffed at. But um, but since I was saved, I was like, you know what? They might be right. And they was like, um, it says something like, um, God say I'm forgiven of all my sins or something like that. So as far as I'm concerned, I ain't do nothing. It was something like that. It might have something to do with sleeping with people. And I was like, well, like <laughs> God says he forgot. So he, well, he says he won't remember. So why should we remember? But what happens is condemnation comes and condemnation tries to get us to uh, remember those things that God has said that he will not remember. And that's what the devil does. The Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. That means that he's going around accusing everybody of stuff and uh the wild thing is as long as we don't take accountability for stuff the devil can still accuse us but once the devil or let me say it this way once we actually take accountability and we confess that sin to god and then he heals us and he forgives us and cleanses us of all unrighteousness whether the devil remembers that or not that's irrelevant because god says he forgot <laughs> so um it doesn't matter at that point you know it's almost like like you went to trial for something and, and you were found not guilty and somebody hey i was found not guilty or, or, or rather this way that case got thrown out i didn't already been to the judge that case got thrown out who cares i've been exonerated so through the blood of jesus christ we've been exonerated okay he was actually placed on trial he actually uh was crucified for us and we've been exonerated and that's good news that's good news so what i'm gonna do now i'm gonna go to the chat and i'm going to see if you guys answered that question earlier that that is scrolling across the screen why do some people struggle with accountability why do some people struggle with accountability once again if anybody wants to join in go ahead and click that link that you see right there in the chat um also this is an open discussion so we don't have to talk about this all night i told some of y'all before i came on i said get me in trouble i love to get in trouble on here <laughs> praise the lord praise the lord man god is just so wonderful uh he's just so wonderful and i'm just scrolling through saying hello to folks uh, I don't know why folks coming in here putting these little things that look like links 
But if you see those in here, don't click them. I don't know who these bots are or what they're trying to do. I can't delete it from where I am, but uh, I guess I can block them. Let me block these people. Uh, they're probably gone now. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. But we're just going to go ahead and block them. But God is just so good. You guys let me know how your week is going. Let me know what you got planned for the holiday. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know what's on the menu. A brother might have to stop passing, grab a plate. <laughs> let the church say amen. Glory to God. James has a comment. Good evening from Dallas, Texas, everyone. God bless Dallas, Texas. I visited there one time. It's a nice city. Many people don't want accountability due to they would rather stay in a, in a natural comfortability than to rise up and come forth from one's bed of death. Man, that's a great comment, Brother James. And I agree with that. I had a pastor. He said one time, I can't remember what was going on with him, something going on with, with his body or his walk. And he just was kind of like living with it. He was just kind of carrying it around. And then finally, one day he just got the surgery or whatever it was that he needed. And once he healed up, he said, man, you never know how sick you are until you get healed. And that's kind of how I feel with Christ, right? Before I was saved, I probably would have said I got some issues and things like that. But after I was saved and, 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 and God began to heal me, God began to work in some areas, I look back on it and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, I was freaking lunatic. <laughs> like I, I did some things that could have possibly got me killed, right? I put myself in some situations that were, horrible okay i didn't even know how sick i actually was and sometimes just like brother james said when we get comfortable we just do that we just get used to it you start to walk with a limp you start to you know your back feel a certain type of way you just you just adjust you adjust to it instead of confronting it right instead of confronting it so that's a great comment i know i say all the time Ms. jackson told me you can't conquer what you don't confront you cannot conquer what you don't confront money says what is vash tech i don't know what that is sister it's just a bunch of bots came in here and just started pacing it and god is just so wonderful he's so wonderful he's so wonderful here's another response by brother james i believe that Another love language could very well be the fear of God or reverence. Wow. You know what? That's another thing. I'm going to give away their whole podcast. But um, that's a good point because one of those scriptures says, Jesus said, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments and you have to ask the question, you know, how is it or why is it that love or, or, or rather obedience is tied into love? And the answer is because obedience is a display of our faithfulness to God. 
Now, God will always be faithful to us, right? Because he has a covenant. We're under a covenant with God. But the way that we reciprocate our love for God is obedience. Okay. Um, God wants us to love truth. He wants us to love the word. We talk in Thessalonians, we cited this scripture in Bible study. Some people, God is going to give a strong delusion because they did not love, they did not receive the love of the truth. Okay, they didn't receive the love of the truth. The truth will tell you about yourself. The truth is not always going to agree with flesh. So do we love it even when it's uncomfortable? Do we love it? And so the obedience factor, God says obedience is greater than sacrifice, meaning, hey, look, I will chastise you if I need to, God speaking, but I much rather prefer that you just simply obey. <laughs> then I ain't got to give you a spanking. I ain't got to take you. If you go on the path that I tell you to do, I don't got to take you around Robin Hood's barn. Okay. As my mother would say, I don't know where, these, where the old folks get these phrases from, <laughs> but I ain't got to take you around Robin Hood's barn if you just go on the path that I've laid before you. So, uh, man, that's just another good comment. Glory to God. Here's a comment. Moni, he says, when you can't feel the presence of God fully after waking, after walking with God for years, feels terrible, feels terrible. You know what? I can relate. What I would say is God is still there. He's still waiting. You know, it's 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 the flesh that doesn't want to get into the presence of God. It's the flesh that doesn't want to pray. It's the flesh that, that doesn't want to praise and worship. And, and it's also the distractions. But if we put away those things, God is still there. All right. I said on here plenty of times, uh, uh, Luke chapter two, Jesus, 12 years old. They done went back home, went like a whole day's journey, didn't even know Jesus wasn't with them. They come back. They find Jesus in the temple. He said, well, why? What are you doing here? He said, well, don't you know that I'm about my father's business? OK, at <laughs> 12 years old, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? So he's the same God. He's he's oftentimes waiting on us. The prodigal son. His dad threw a party for him when he got back. He broke out the fatted calf. Uh, there's some other examples that, that I, it just slipped my mind. But the prodigal son, he comes, he gives him the robe. He gives him a ring. He gives him a fatted calf. He says, I've been waiting on you. Jesus said he'll leave the 99 to go and get the one that went astray. So he's available. God is available. We just got to press. We got to press. And that's one reason why. Um, oh, somebody join. Hey, Amore, I'm about to bring you on in one second. Um, go ahead and talk to me real quick. Let me know if I can hear you. Um, but that's one of the reasons why we're going to be doing this fast. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I can hear Maury or not. Hold on real quick. Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, so. Okay, perfect. <laughs> My bad. Right. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> blessings, blessings. 
Praise the Lord. You got any thoughts on this or anything else that you want to talk about tonight? Amen. Absolutely. The first thing that came to mind um, was the flesh being at enmity with the spirit, the spirit being at enmity with the flesh. And so not taking accountability has much to do with um, not walking in the spirit. Yes. Because if we're walking in the spirit, then we are exhibiting the um, attitudes and actions of Christ. And so therefore we would like, like Isaiah, when he had the, had come into the presence of God, he immediately said, I'm, I'm undone, Mm. you know? So that's in the spirit versus not. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's okay? So walking in the spirit, that's a great point. So I'm thinking about it too. Sometimes I felt I'll speak for myself. I felt at times it's not so much that you that I don't want to get into the presence of God, but it's like I don't feel worthy to get into the presence of God, even though we're really never really worthy on our own. You know what I mean? Um, So what is what does it take? Do we have to have a made up mind? Do we just have to have the right mentality to be able to run to God instead of running away from God? You know, it's interesting that you said that because um, first, speaking to the mind thing and what you mentioned about our our grandmothers, those old sayings, my grandmother used to always say, baby, you got to have a mind. You got to have a mind. And that's very true. And um, earlier, I'll be honest with you, I was thinking about... um, in my spirit, the restlessness that I've been feeling myself. And um, the song, I don't mean to promote anybody particularly, but this song speaks to it um, in a sense um, by Solange. I was looking at the lyrics of the song that she had called Cranes or something like that. I was, she, she admitted in that song that um, Cranes in the Sky or something like that are but she's admitting, uh, I tried to smoke it away. I tried to uh, drink it away. I tried to uh, sex it away. And then the bridge says, away, away, away. And as I was driving, I felt in my spirit, the Lord was saying, I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Mm. You know. And the thing is, there's a fight again with the spirit. It's like, I, I know that once I get into the presence of God, you know, change will happen. But the flesh fights here. Even this this artist is singing and there's a recognition. And even I've seen the video. There's a somberness over that 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 um, video and that song and those words, the somberness. And even in the um, on the faces of those in that song. Great. Um, artistry, creativity, and such, but the, but the, um, the depth of that song is the, what many people, many of us are suffering from. We are trying to do all these other things, and let's include accountability. <laughs> you know, all these things that we 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 are 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 trying are are trying to do 
and won't do. And the answer, the solution is in the presence of God and the flesh fights against that. Wow. And I'm like, okay, Lord, it's time to pray. It's time for me to get in the presence. But the flesh fights. Mm-hmm. It fights against it. And like you said earlier, the carnal mind fights against it. There's so many things that are just warring um, against us from getting into the presence of God. And really what that should say to us is there must be a reason that these things are fighting against the presence of God. You know what I mean? Like, like if it was no big deal to be in the presence of God or, or to be walking in the spirit, then, then it wouldn't really matter. Right. But there's something about walking in the spirit, being in the presence of God that, that gives us something. Okay. That we need, it gives us something that, that, that God wants us to do in this earth. So you're right. Um, I'm thinking about that, that song. I never heard it before, but I'm thinking about like um, the lyrics you said, you know, I try to drink it away. I try to smoke it away. And the first thing that came to mind is what is it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. What is it? You know what I mean? Sometimes we don't even know what it is. And that's what I, why I kind of was talking about this whole idea of um, Adam's apple, just this thing of that we just carry carry it around men, but he's just an example. We just carry it around with us. You know what I mean? It's just with us. Um, but yeah, what is it? That's that's something that I thought about when you said those lyrics. I, I think the it is really the void, the void that cannot be filled by anything else. The void, you can, and, and that's what's interesting about that song. When I look at it, it's inexplainable. Some of the things that um, I just, I saw another qu- quick clip um, of a guy saying that when you ask somebody how they're doing, most of us say that we're fine. And the the clip, the guy went on to say that there's a, a myriad of things that is wrong with that man who, who answered just fine. And I just, I had the, the, the privilege of listening to, I cannot remember this minister's name. I think it's Shoel, Carolyn Shoel. She spoke on that too, how we're not even equipped to deal with listening to, to what someone truly has to say what's going on with them. We're only designed to take so much, but not going too far into that. I think that it is just the, the, the absence of a regular visitation with God, you know, a regular sitting in his presence, you know, Adam in the beginning, that was their thing. God visited him regularly. And, um, yeah, that's just kind of what I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 amazing because it's amazing how a lack of something can be something. Yeah. You know, it shows that we were designed by God and for God. You know, scripture says all things were created by him and for him. And so us not having something, a void, as you call it, can still be something. You know, it's almost like if I'm hungry and 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 my stomach is growling i don't have the food but my lack of the food is still bothering me yeah yeah man <laughs> well that's amazing system I'm, I'm glad that you weighed in on that i'm gonna meditate on that a little bit more um just just the idea of what is it you know what i mean the things that we carry around and i'll think about real quick too what you said a lot of times if somebody asks me how i'm doing and i say i'm fine and i'm not Right. Sometimes it's because 
I don't want to unload my my wagon on sure. that person. Sure. You know, sometimes it's it's like that, or sometimes maybe you just don't want to get into it, or you don't want to tell them your business. And it got me thinking about how Jesus is a counselor. Yes. You know what I mean? He's he's a refuge. He's a place where we can actually go to release. It's so many people walking around and they don't really have a place to release because, okay, if I tell my friends or family, they're going to look at me a certain type of way. If I, you know, go to the person, we're going to get into a conflict. Well, give it to God. Give it to God. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing, as you were saying that what made me think about just the same concept or the the, uh, truth of God being I am that I am. The interesting thing about it is that um, speaking to sometimes in Romans, it tells us that we don't even know how to pray as we ought. And so the spirit makes intercession for us. And so the getting into the presence of God reveals what it is. Wow. It, it's it's hidden. We we carry the sovereignness around and quickly speaking to the brief answer that we give to someone, well, certainly that's wisdom, you know, not wanting to drop off, as you say, the wagon onto a person because that's not they are not built for that. Just as she pointed out in that sermon, we're not built for that necessarily unless the Lord gives us that open platform to minister to someone. Nevertheless, God is the the counselor. He's the one that we should take it to. And it is revealed in the presence of God. Wow, man. I'm glad you said that, sister. Um, Thank you so much for weighing in on this. Um, God is good. I'm I'm grateful that you were brave brave enough to join in. Um, Yeah, so I, I was blessed by it. So I'm going to go ahead and get to a few more comments, but thank you so much for um, weighing in on that. And I, did I say your name right, Amore, or is it Amore? It's Amore. It's a combination of my um, my name, uh, middle name and last name. So, yes, it's it's Amore. Okay, cool. <laughs> Amore. All right, with Sister Amore, I appreciate that. Praise God. All Thanks. right, have a great day. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. Praise the Lord. God bless Sister Amore. Um, Man, just just some amazing things. Just the idea of um, they used to have a song since we're doing worldly song. There was one called "Who Can I Run To?" <laughs> well, we can run to Christ, and I thank God for it. All right, I see a few more comments here. Once again, you know we are having an open discussion tonight, so I see a comment here from NW. I said, "Get me in trouble." She took me up on my offer. She says, "Brother Greg, what is?" the Omnicron. Well, let's see. What is it? (laughs) What is it? Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, President Joe Biden said recently that this winter is going to be uh, a, a, I want to get these words right. He definitely said deadly. Okay, he definitely said deadly. Um, and it was something else he said. It, was, it wasn't painful, but it was something along those lines. Uh, Joe Biden, this is going to be a deadly winter. Okay, let's see if I can get his exact quote. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, okay. 
CNN says, not a great source, but I'm just going to read his headline. Biden warns of severe illness and death for unvaccinated due to Omicron. I must have said it wrong. Omicron. I thought it was Omicron. I guess I'm wrong. Well, you know what? I don't believe that's true. (laughs) What he said. I don't believe that. I believe that I'm just going to cruise through this winter just like I have every other winter. I might get sick just like I have every other winter. I believe that God is going to heal me just like he has every other time. You know, is the whole virus and all that real? It's absolutely real. I know people personally who have had it. I know of a couple folks going through it right now. So I'm not suggesting that that there's anything fraudulent about the uh, illness or anything like that. But as far as the omni the omicron, from my understanding, what I've seen, what I've seen and researched, it's really not that severe. It's another strain. This strain is supposed to be much more contagious. However, it's also supposed to have many less or or much less severe symptoms, which if you're trying to defeat a virus is actually kind of good because it means that you get a mild strain of it, meaning that your body can begin to build immunity based off of something that's not going to be fatal. Now, I'm not a scientist or anything like this. This is just, these are just things I've heard and things that, you know, are just common knowledge, but it it really is not that severe. I think they might've said as of last time I heard, maybe there's been like one death out of a whole bunch of cases of the Omicron. The symptoms are similar to a common cold, right? And a common cold in general is already a coronavirus right it's not the coronavirus that we know of the the popular one but the common code in and of itself is already a type of coronavirus so um for all i know omicron could just be like a cold right (laughs) i'm not saying it is i'm just saying that if you look at what they're saying the severity of it is that's kind of what it is now there's a brother that i watch Amori's still on here. I don't know whether she wants to still join or not. (laughs) There's a brother that I watch. Um, His name is Kijani. And uh, when the Omicron first came out, he kind of did the uh, descrambling of the words. And he he saw that when you spell it out, it's moronic. It's moronic. You know, so y'all know where I am on this. I don't think there's any cause for panic. I think we need to trust God. You know what I mean? There's obviously complications that come if you if you get infected with this uh kind of uh sickness. I don't know why I'm getting all these bots. Um there are there are uh things that come with this, you know what I mean, that that are very uh, that you can have some complications and things, you know, people who when they get the virus they say is usually shortness of breath um sometimes it, it it feels like you know you have pneumonia um different things like that my advice eat right work out trust god you may get it you may not get it some of us might have already gotten it and didn't even know that we had it right sometimes i wonder if i had it <laughs> like i don't want to get tested for it but i don't i don't i would like to kind of know if i have antibodies 
you know. So in my own mind, I kind of identify as vaccinated, even though they won't really accept that. Uh, but I think what Omicron really is, is another scare tactic that's being used to uh, propagate fear. I think it's being used to propagate fear. The the woman who actually, the doctor who actually exposed the Omicron, I think she's from South Africa. She herself even said that is really not a reason for concern. If I can go back and find that clip, I'll come back and put it in the um, description in the comments of this video. But she herself said it's not really like a serious thing, but it does spread really fast. It definitely spreads really fast. So I just think it's another thing to stir up fear. And why do they want to stir up fear? Because if you get people scared, then you can control them. It's as simple as that. If you get people scared, you can control them. That's what has happened, unfortunately, in this soft country that we live in now. Um, 15 days is slow to spread. Uh, you know, and now it's turned into like almost two years. <laughs> I ain't been working like in like... Man, it's going on two years. It was March when, when we were not physically in work. So assuming they let me keep my job, which I'm praying they will, uh, it'll be about probably two years before I go back. If this Omicron thing doesn't get out of control and by out of control, I mean, if they don't propagate it up. But I mean, once again, I don't want to minimize anybody's lived experiences. As I said, there's a lot of people who got this sickness and they went through real complications you know what i mean so i'm not saying that it ain't nothing but uh i'm just saying that look god will bring you through and if he don't bring you through you're gonna be in streets of gold you're gonna have uh pearly gates you're gonna have a mansion <laughs> you're gonna be up there singing praising the lord you're gonna be in the presence of god your flesh ain't gonna be fighting you we should be envying you right uh, but anyway, it take, it take, everybody don't think that way. So I understand that, but yeah, there's a few comments on here. Let's take a look. I know it's a very polarizing topic. Moni says, wait, what did Joe Biden say? Um, let me, let me, let me see if I can actually get the exact quote. Uh, but I think he's supposed to be giving a press conference on it, like maybe today, if I'm not mistaken, or one of these days coming up. But he's always, oh gosh, this Fauci dude, I don't even want to get into him. Uh, I'm trying to, unfortunately, CNN is the only thing that's like really coming up. Okay. Okay, this is a quote, but it's here now and it's spreading and it's going to increase. We are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for the unvaccinated, for themselves, their families and the hospitals. They'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you are if you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. The president added. Okay, so that's what he said. <laughs> oh gosh i'm not i'm not gonna boast in tomorrow i'm just gonna say this if y'all see me sitting here in in uh in april 
in March <laughs> and I'm in the middle of spring and I don't cruise through this winter. Um, obviously what he said would not have come to fruition, but let me not, let me, let me, let me eat my humble pie right now. Let me just, cause look, y'all brother, Greg, brother, Greg died during the winter season that y'all need to go out and get vaccinated. <laughs> go get your booster and everything. Go come back to this video. <laughs> Be like brother Greg said he's going to make it. He ain't make it. <laughs> do whatever you got to do. But, um, yeah, Lord willing, uh, you know, I believe God has purpose of my life, so I'm not really worried about it. If the Lord want me to get it, he'll make me get it. Um, Moni says Pfizer and Merck will be coming out with medications to present to prevent hospitalizations. OK, yeah. Y'all know me. Look, I, I, I have an unapologetic tinfoil hat. I don't, I just, I'm just at the place I can't trust. I can only trust God. Let's just put it that way. I can only trust God. A lot of people would try to try to sugarcoat their, their thought process. I don't feel like I need to sugarcoat mine because I don't have any shame with it. I just don't trust them. As simple as that. Um, Moni says that the Omicron is more contagious, but less deadly. Okay. She says De Delta variant, oh my bad, Delta strain is the most deadly COVID-19 strain. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say, make sure y'all are getting a lot of rest. Make sure you're getting a lot of rest. I kind of feel like these last two years or so, I haven't really gotten sick like that because honestly, I just believe I've been getting rest. <laughs> I mean, I believe it's God and rest. I don't set my alarm because I work from home now. So instead of needing to be up by six and out the house by seven, I just wake up at like eight, sometimes eight thirty. I was about to say nine o'clock. I don't think I woke up that late, but I wake up about eight, eight thirty. You know what I'm saying? Roll over, log into that joint, <laughs> and I'll be good for the rest of the day. So I, I ain't not, I ain't mad at that. But 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 you notice more and more you, it's it's they're trying to make this thing like you can't buy or sell if you don't have it. Up in New York, I don't think you can do too much of nothing. You can't go into a restaurant. You can't um go to most public places in New York without having a vaccination card or the Apple, whatever it is they're doing. And of course, my, my buddy, he's not even saved. He sent me an article saying that they come out with the chip that'll be able to tell whether you vaccinated or not. Um, let me see if I can pull that up. He, he said that they're coming out with the chip. So my thing is this, you know, as I've said from day one, I don't think this is the measy. <laughs> But this thing off the heezy. And um, they're really shaping this thing up like you won't be able to buy or sell. You know, what does that even mean? It's not literal. It is literal buy and sell, but it's not only buying and selling. It's saying that you won't be able to participate in society without it. And if you look at these other countries, Austria, Australia, it's much worse over there. It's much worse over there. I'm on my phone because I'm trying to find this 
video or article that my friend sent me a couple of days ago. But that's what it's shaping up into. So they're using coercive tactics. You can listen to that language that the president said. He he kind of made it seem like, okay, he more or less said, if you are vaccinated, you're going to live through winter. But if you're not vaccinated, you're going to face severe illness or death. That's practically what he said. But what is implied in that? It's implied like, if you want to live, you better get it. If you want to live, if you know what's good for you, otherwise you're going to die. That's basically what he's saying. So, you know, uh, prayerfully, I'm, I'm really praying that this guy somehow gets taken out of office. Um, I don't know how much difference that'll make, honestly, because a lot of these issues are deeper than this, but we just got to trust God. Whatever your conviction is, however the Lord has led you, stick with your convictions. You know, the Lord tell you something he ain't tell me. Stick with whatever the Lord tell tell you. I'm just I'm just a human man. I get a lot of stuff wrong all the time. Well, I don't know. All I'm pretty right a lot of the time, but I get stuff wrong just like everybody else. And, um, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. If you love the Lord, everything going to work for your good anyway. That's what Romans 8 and 28 says. So this is what my buddy sent me. Uh, this is a Swedish company. Okay. This is not on YouTube, so I don't know if I'm going to bring this up. I'm trying to see. Do I want to bring this up on the screen? Give me one second. I don't know if y'all really going to be able to see this the way I want you to see it. Um, Stockholm, Sweden. We ain't got to watch the whole thing. Let me see if y'all can even see this. Hold on real quick. Let me get my phone straight on. Okay. So in the beginning of this video, you're going to see like they're going to have the app. They're going to put the app right on, right on the thing. Hold on real quick. Imagine I can't read all of that, but, you know. Y'all can't hear the music, but obviously it's like some really inquisitive, pensive type music trying to make it seem like it's all good. It's so small that you can embed it. Da da da. da. So y'all see there, it uses pre-existing technology. Of course, we know that as RFID or something similar. We've been preaching about this since like 2014. So if you know already, praise the Lord. And part of my phone, I just, <laughs> I just seen how dirty my phone is. But yeah, there's a guy just telling you about it. So if there's any validity to this particular video which was posted by south china morning post um i don't know who they are or whatever but anyway as i said before ministers of god have been preaching about rfid technology for a long time and i'm sure a lot of people probably just fell asleep on it and just was like oh it ain't happened yet da, 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 da. well <laughs> if there's any validity to that video which i don't know i probably got research you more but if there's any validity to that, that's kind of where these things are heading. Because um, with the cards, 
the cards is like anybody can can uh um, make fraudulent cards you literally can get a printer you can you can do anything and some folks are doing that you know i want to go to the restaurant i don't want to get the jab so i'm just going to print out a little fake looking thing and just put my signature on it put a doctor's signature on it so i heard now or i'm going to borrow my friend's card so i can go get a sandwich and now some places are asking for id in addition to your card but once they get tired of that or once people keep uh, you know abusing that system then they are going to move to something that's in your right hand or in your forehead so i'm not saying that it's you know right around the corner but i mean i just showed you the video <laughs> so make of that what you will you know you can re research it for yourself but um but yeah there's a lot being done they're trying to create classes of people they're what should you do with your unvaccinated friends and family? My thing is, if you're going to disown me because I'm not vaccinated, just do it. Like, <laughs> I've already made up in my mind. My mother and my father are the, and my sister and brother are the ones that do the will of my father. So my mother, my sister, my brother, they are the ones that do the will of my father. I pray the rest of everybody gets saved. But, you know, when you read the word, these things, these things shoot you in the gut when you first read it it's like what is what is he saying like you know oh lord i want to i want to um i want to go bury my my family first let the dead bury the dead well why would jesus say that to somebody you know it's like when you just coming into the faith it's like shock you a little bit like that doesn't seem christ-like but then you're like well christ said it so it must be christ-like so then you have to adjust what it what does it mean to be christ-like well, whatever Christ says or does is Christ-like. So forget what man has told you about what is or what isn't Christ-like and go to the red letters of the Bible and read this word to figure out what is Christ-like and what's not Christ-like. He said, I didn't come with a, uh, Jesus speaking, he said, I didn't come to make peace. I came with a sword. I'm separating mothers and, and stepmothers or whatever he said and fathers and father-in-laws and son-in-laws I'm, I'm chopping everybody up because he wants a bride with no spot wrinkle or blemish that's what he asked for that's what he's going to get okay i don't know how big that bride's going to be bride could be a gazillion people or the bride could be about just like sister Sarah say it was only eight people that was on that boat when uh when noah got saved so the way is narrow. It's narrow. But the road that leads to destruction is broad. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sister. Uh, Miss Clark says she already had COVID. Yeah, she beat it. Stephanie beat it. <laughs> if I ever get it, God forbid, but if I ever get it, I'm going to beat it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna laugh just like laughing right now. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Like I said, it's just I just got purpose over my life. I pray I don't get it though. I really don't want it because it's not it's not pleasant at all. It is not pleasant at all. Yeah, she says she also um protect others by masking up and keeping her distance, though. Um, yeah, to be clear, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, take precaution. Use wisdom and prudence. Ain't nobody saying just like, just just walk outside and, you know, like you invincible. I'm just saying use prudence. I don't believe that a lot of these measures are prudent. I believe a lot of these measures are coercion, right? I think they're, they're uh, radical reactions and they're able to have radical reactions because they've been propagating fear. I mean, it's real, though. It's something people die from, you know? They say 800,000 people in the U.S. have died from it, you know? If that's true, then it's something you could die from. But it's just like, it's a whole bunch of stuff we can die from. <laughs> die from hypertension, die from diabetes, die from cancer. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole bunch of stuff we could die from. I think it's just people haven't, um, sometimes if this world is all you know, we all know that we're going to die, right? Like everybody knows you're born and then you die. But I think this virus has, for the first time, made the reality of death very present in people's minds. And I think they're freaking out about it because they don't know what's, what's going to happen if I die because sometimes they might not know the Lord. So they're like, well, I, well, I don't want to die. So I'll do whatever it takes just for me not to die. I'll do whatever it takes. And and that's that. Ashaki says, eat right too and, and less stay hydrated, exercise, take care of your temple. Amen, sister. I haven't been eating good this week, but I'm telling y'all, listen, January 1st, we're starting a 21-day fast, 21-day Daniel fast. You know, Daniel Fast, no social media. I'm going to give more specifics in a video, but I can definitely tell you that anyone is welcome to participate. January 1st through the 21st, 21-day Daniel Fast. We're going to be reading the book of John every day. So if it's the 3rd of January, you're going to be reading John chapter 3. And I'm going to try to have a message board where we can um, we can talk about it and maybe we'll devote Maybe we'll devote the Thursdays for covering those chapters or at least like, you know, however much we learn up until that point. But I'll give all the specifics. But what I definitely know, Daniel fast, that means anything natural that comes from the earth. Uh, no fried foods and nothing like that. Um, no sodas. Obviously, you're drinking water, tea. If you want to make some some. Uh, uh, fruit juice out of real fruit you can do that you can buy some apples put it in your juices some celery some spinach or something you want to make a smoothie you probably can do that make you a smoothie that's from the earth and that's the other thing i think we should do on a message board too is share some recipes and some some hacks because <laughs> i got some daniel hacks now i know daniel had no delectable foods but look i ain't on daniel's level quite yet so i'm gonna need me some de some delectables you know just to make sure that they delectable and from the from the earth Oh, NW says back to the mountains. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to share our skills. Hunting outdoors, have to team up and learn with the kids then. I hope it doesn't come to that, but I'm going to tell I'm gonna be honest with you. I was looking at my neighborhood one day. I said, you know what? It's a lot of squirrels around here. <laughs> so if, I have, if it ever comes to that point where I can't buy no food, I'm going to be hunting me some squirrels. 
gonna learn how to start me a fire and i it's probably nasty but i'm gonna be cooking me some squirrel and if i'm hungry enough i'm gonna be loving it uh here's a question by sister Brittany. she says what do you think quote you'll own nothing and be happy the world economic forums mantra means well, I got to explore that a little bit, Sister Brittany. I feel like I've heard that in passing, but I, I can't really point to exactly what you're referencing. But just hearing that phrase to me says, you'll do what we tell you to do. You'll own nothing and be happy. You know, control is just that is control. And it's hard to control somebody that has their own. You know, if you got your own, your own house, your own car, your own stuff, if you have that, then you can't really be controlled. Your own income, you can't really be controlled. So if they capitalize on all of those different avenues of uh, life, where we control your income, we control what you drive, how you drive, all these different type of things, they can configure it to, to where you practically own nothing. Somebody was asking me earlier about what I thought about the Alec Baldwin situation. For those who don't know, allegedly Alec Baldwin shot and killed a woman on a movie set because someone handed him a loaded gun and he shot and that person ended up shot and killed. Now, Alec Baldwin has interviewed. He claims that he didn't pull the trigger or something weird like that. But they were asking me, what did I think was behind that? And I said, well, you know what? I don't know, but it could have something to do with gun control because every time there's one of these shootings or something like that, they want to talk about guns. And I believe that the end game in this is they don't want Americans to have guns. Now, in order to get the guns, guns out of America's hands, all right, they're going to have to break the American spirit. I feel like somebody just joined, but but uh, I don't see anybody who joined. Maybe they joined and then got off. I see Amore still there, but I don't think she's on. I mean, Amore. Anyway, um, so if you can't break that american spirit which i don't think they'll be able to do especially down in the south and the midwest and stuff like that then you're gonna have to come up with a justification to confiscate all the guns so you know if you have enough of these shootings and things like that or enough of this psychological operation and social engineering and enough of passing laws and nobody objecting to them then you can just pass some law everybody gotta give up your guns and once you do that regardless of what you own if we got the guns now we own it <laughs> that's my property because what you going to do about it so you can let me know what you think of that comment sister Brittany. but that's just what comes to mind the first thing is control control whoa Moni says in New York they get fine. Oh, they get fined eighteen hundred for a fake vaccine card. Wow. Well, I could understand that because in their minds they think it's a matter of life or death. So it's like if you plan with people's life, that would justify that. 
Ashaki says, twisted AI, robotic devil worshiping society. Keep God first. Allow Holy Spirit to guide you and don't have to worry about it. Come out of Babylon. Amen. Moni says, my dad got it and was hospitalized before the symptoms got worse. He recovered perfectly fine. Thanks be to God. Well, praise God for that. I mean, I really do believe that God looks out for our families. You know, I believe that's why my family hasn't gotten any of my close friends have not gotten it. Um, I just believe God looks out. I had some affected, some long distance, some distant family that would that had died from it, but not like my immediate folks yeah okay yeah Ma, her and her mom tested negative twice dad was a breakthrough case yeah praise the lord for that there's a lot of uh people in the body of christ who i respect who um think it's okay to get it. And when I say, okay, I don't mean that they're advocating for it. <clears throat> I just mean that they're saying it's not the measy or the beasy. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's definitely a precursor, but they treat it like it is. I mean, I ain't going to fake. They treat it like it is. So I'm just going to let the picture get a little bit clearer. I'm just going to let the picture get a little bit clearer. I'm not going to move in haste. I'm going to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff. <laughs> Jane says, squirrel going to be tasting like chicken. <laughs> yeah, you right about that. <laughs> I mean, look at that squirrel. I'm not... mm. <laughs> oh, man. All right, it's time for me to get off. <laughs> And glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, oh, Sister Clark, uh, Ms. Clark said, my great-grandparents who helped raise me used to have squirrel in the deep freezer. I used to open up that freezer and see rodent-type things with teeth and wrapped in Reynolds wrap. <laughs> they know what's up. <laughs> they know exactly what's up. Man. No squirrels, they just be running. It'd be a whole bunch of them, too. I was like, man, then it's, it's possums around my way, too. I don't know if I could eat a possum, though. Them things are just so ugly looking. I need my food to look good. I can't just be eating just anything. You got to look good before I cook you. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but, man, it's definitely time to get off. Listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit. No solid talk next week which is the day known as Christmas. Um, you know, y'all might be doing stuff or, you know, let's just take the day off. Uh, so next Saturday, we will not be having solid talk. Um, I do still want to do that hangout, the uh, end of the year hangout, which I think will be on the 30th. So I'll send something out for that. And uh trying to think any other announcements. New project, musical project coming soon, double portion. My goal is to have it out February 2nd, 2022, 2 22 Double portion going to be a part two of a lot of songs. Um, 
maybe even some bonus songs. We'll see. But that's all I have in this Solid Talk family. I pray that you guys have been edified. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless I can't even call it We in the last days Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora This life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh Only around the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna to keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i want to be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need them every day this daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in